G'day, welcome to another podcast. I'm Tim Dive, of course, and I want to talk about the Fair Work Ombudsman today because it feels like they're being unfairly targeted um, with some recent media announcements from the government, um, which of course means they're being targeted by the ACTU um, and quite vocally uh, being targeted by the CFMEU specifically. And, I, and we know why that is, and we'll talk a bit about that. Um, but, you know, the Fair Work Ombudsman, are they worth their money? Are they worth what we invest in the Fair Work Ombudsman to, to be a bit of a watchdog? Um, you know, give us give employers advice uh, on complying with legislation and that sort of thing. Um, you, know, you know what? Given the fact that the government is trying now to propose wage theft criminalisation laws with penalties for employers of $4 million if you underpay people, um, let's say that's even for an honest mistake. Let's not rule that out now because I'm not willing to rule out that just an honest mistake will get you that fine. The ACTU certainly wants you penalised like that. Um, with that risk now imminent for any employer, um, should the Fair Work Ombudsman be better at their, at their job? They fucking should be. They're terrible at their job. They really are. Um, now, do they do some good things? Yes, they do. That They've... You know, in recent times, and, and you'll you'll see them beat their chest about this. Um, you know, we you know we targeted this industry, and we went and and, and, and audited all these cafes, and we found a hundred thousand dollars in underpayments to a hundred people, or whatever whatever it is. You know that they'll they'll beat their chest quite loud about that, and put that all through the media. Um, yeah, you know, is that good? Yeah, it's good, right? I, there's no argument from me about that. Are they doing? What they should be achieving are they achieving what they should be should be uh, expected to achieve with the millions upon millions of dollars that they're fed every year from the government they're not right they're not so let's let's look let's talk about let's forget the unions and, and the labor government for a second let's talk about employers and their experience with uh, the fair work ombudsman you know uh, you've got to be really careful who you get advice from around employment law and, and, and legislation. You've got to be super careful. Um, let's look at two, two options, a, a law firm and the Fair Work Ombudsman. If you call a law firm, let's say you've got a, a lawyer contact that your company uses, you call a law firm and you say, look, I've got this, I just don't understand this term in, in the modern award. Can you, can you interpret this for me? Tell me what I should do. Um, but that inquiry, is not going to be sent to the, the person on 750 bucks an hour or 500 bucks an hour, whatever it is, as a lawyer to you know, read, read a modern award line and say, oh, yeah, go ahead and do this and do that and you know, tell, you, tell you how, how to administer your system and, and that sort of thing. That, that's not who's going to be answering that question for you more so, uh, more often than not, right? That, that question is going to go to a, to a graduate or to, to some sort of associate or, or something like that, someone with very low experience managing workplaces in, you know, commercially, someone, someone with low experience interpreting um, you know, a multitude of awards and, and, and understanding what, it all, what the wording all means and the case law decisions that the commission's made about interpretations and that sort of thing. You know, you're not going to get someone like that, right? You're getting a low-level person. Similarly, who do you think you're going to get to talk to at the Fair Work Ombudsman if you have a question about 
a, a compliance query or a modern award interpretation. No, you're not going to get someone who is worth their weight sitting in a, in a bloody call center, essentially is what it is, right, um, with a headset on in front of a computer punching in their response to what they said to you in a CRM or a record-keeping system. Um, you know, you, you're not going to get someone who is worth their weight that can advise you commercially about how to interpret a piece of, a piece of law that can tell you what, uh, what it all means in terms of your risk of setting up certain work hours, um, you know, setting up roster cycles and things like that, how to optimise your workforce and your numbers for the money that you're spending. Um, you know, the people who you're calling to get that advice and the work in a fair work ombudsman are not that, right? So be very, very careful who you trust to get advice from. Now, my experience, I'm not immune to this, you know. My experience, even just as in the last six months, dealing with a fair work ombudsman, now, there's a situation where, and I'll show you, I'll show you a record of this on the screen in just a second, but there's a situation where I had a client of mine who was working with a number of employers under an award, um, and my interpretation uh, conflicted with other interpretations that they got. Um, it was pretty clear as day to me what, what, what this interpretation is, uh, but nevertheless, the request was, look, let's just submit it to the Fair Work Ombudsman and get their official position on what the interpretation is, just so we've got something to go back on. So we did that. And um, I'll show you my screen now, actually, because you'll see here, and for those just listening to this, I'll, I'll read out what, what I'm showing. Um, but what, what you'll see here is a record of inquiries made dating back to December last year. So this first one down here, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six inquiries that have been made. These are not separate inquiries. Well, they are, but they're all about the same thing. The very first inquiry made back in December last year was a very simple question about uh, the interpretation being made. And they gave advice back that was specifically exactly aligned to my interpretation for how I read that clause in this award. The second inquiry, we said, okay, well, let's ask the same question from a different angle. We did so, and then they gave conflicting advice, which made no sense and was unreconcilable with the award itself and with the advice they gave in the first instance. So this was pointed out to them. And then they said, oh, okay, we'll escalate this. We'll get a senior team member to look at this. Um, you know, some... Some days later, um, a call was received and they tried to explain uh, the interpretation, which again was unreconcilable with the award clause itself and also the first piece of advice they gave. So that had to be pointed out to them again. And then it got escalated even further. And then we got a phone call in January this year asking more questions um, about, uh, about, the, about the query we made. So they, yeah, they weren't quite sure what they were talking about. Fast forward now, another four months from the last contact, and this Fair Work Ombudsman team is still unable to clarify what an award clause means, one clause in one award in what it means. So um, if you ask me, I would say that they're, they're realising they've been giving the wrong advice for a number of years, um, which we all know happens. Every employer I've spoken to knows this happens, um, or every employer I've spoken to that 
that has contacted the, the Fair Work Ombudsman on more than one or two occasions and knows this happens, they give the wrong advice, okay? Depending who you talk to, you'll get a different explanation. Um, and the more complicated it is, the less likely it's going to be true. That can land you in hot water. It can land you in hot water. The government now is proposing wage theft criminalisation with penalties of $4 million fines if you underpay someone. Right? That's being proposed right now. The government's trying to roll that out. So um, it's very important who you speak to to get advice. And make no mistake, the Fair Work Ombudsman is not the best people to get advice from. Um, now, let's look at the attack they're under, shall we? Let's have a look at another screen here. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share an article. And we'll see some um, just some very interesting wording that um, that I think we, we all need to know about here. Um, and let's go and have a look at this from the Financial Review. Maybe about five days ago this article was, but it talks about the building industry fears the Fair Work Ombudsman Review will cave into CFMEU demands. Let's face it, I think they're going to. Right, I, I'm pretty sure that the ACTU and the CFMEU are. Uh, hammering Tony Burke, the IR minister, enough that this is going to be realised. Uh, but essentially what it's saying here is that, you know, the, 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 the Labor government scrapped the ABCC last year and that means that they were the watchdog over the union conduct. Now, the ABCC in the last five years or so, uh, maybe more, maybe five or six years, has issued, has been the reason that the CFMEU alone, the one union, the CFMEU alone, has received $16 million in penalties, all right? That's just going back to 2017 or something. Um, so, you know, this, this announcement of a $300,000 external review of the Fair Work Ombudsman's operations, which we can see here, uh, it will be coming this financial year. The move was welcomed by the construction, but by the CFMEU. Of course it was. Of course it was. And why was it welcomed by the CFMEU? Because... The, uh, the Fair Work Ombudsman now has the obligations once held by the ABCC to be a watchdog over the union conduct. So not surprisingly, the, uh, you know, the, the, the CFMEU wants the Fair Work Ombudsman scrapped. They want them gone altogether. That's a step way too far, right? But we know why. And here it is right here. The, the, the review follows the CFMEU campaign to scrap the Fair Work Ombudsman over claims the watchdog is biased against workers this is the interesting bit. And it's demands for Labor to pay back unions for their support during the election campaign. What does that mean? That is garbage. So we know what that means, right? The CFMEU has come out and said, we gave the Labor government $2 million to win their election. They owe us for that investment. Okay? They've said it. I think it was John Secker that said that. Um, the CFMEU they had down in Victoria um, you know, stated clear as day we, you know, they've, they've, they've given $2 million to the Labor government to fund their election campaigns. They have rallied votes up. They've done all that work and they expect and they have demanded publicly the Labor government paid them back for, the, for giving them that money. Um, so why do you think we've got all these changes? Why do you think the union has now got all this power um, that they didn't have six months ago 
um, brought into legislation by the, by the Labor government. And, we're, and we're, we're still seeing more. Same job, same pay legislation. You know, that, that, that backs up the union's war against casual employment. Um, flexible working, um, well, well, flexible employment engagements that employers have the right to access, the legal right to access. Um, you know, what's next? It's independent contractors and gig workers. And the, the High Court made rulings, you know, recent rulings on how independent contractors are to be uh, viewed uh, in, in employment law. Um, the, the government, I believe, is now going to go and attack that as well. So, um, and that's all to pay back the union as they've, as they've declared. Um, so you've got to be pretty careful here because, you know, yes, the Fair Work Ombudsman needs a review. Absolutely. They need a review. They're terrible at their job. They're absolutely terrible at their job. You know, they need, they need better uh, resources. They need better minds and better, smarter people working in there, more experienced people, commercially-minded um, people that, that function uh, in businesses to be giving advice to businesses. Um, that's got to happen, right? Um, but do we want the CFMEU having influence over that? Do we want the ACTU having influence over that? Nah, I'm not too sure. Uh, and the reason for that, let me let me just show you one more thing. The reason for my view on that is that I don't believe that they should be having any say at all over what happens with the Fair Work Ombudsman is because let's have a look at their track record. Now, I can give you some, some stories of my time as well with uh, in the coal sector with um, CFMEU conduct. But let's just have a look at this, this article here. This is... Uh, this is a $16 million CFMEU rap sheet. And it goes back to about 2017. Let's just have a look at some of the stuff. And, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be slanderous of anyone here. There are bad eggs everywhere, obviously. But there's a lot of bad eggs here in this, in this particular union. Um, you know, this guy who's in jail now for rape and corruption fined 10 grand for, uh, for, for breaching right of entry laws. Um, as we as we go up the list, one hundred thirty seven thousand uh, dollar fine because because this idiot jumped on a crane while it was being operated, um, you know, and telling people to get fucked and that sort of thing when he was when they were just trying to find out if he was authorized to be there. Um, Three hundred eighty five thousand dollars in fines um, for yeah, it, 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 essentially um, unlawful picketing and abuse of of, of workers. Um, this Gold Coast guy here, you know, like just appalling, appalling conduct towards female safety safety workers and trying to start fights on site. 112,000 for, stri for um, striking and protest against a builder that took down a union flag on site right there. You know, th that was a fine. That were fines against 64 CFMEU members. Um, you know, two organisers banned in Queensland. You know, $1.2 million fine by the federal court for coercing a Sydney crane company through unlawful picketing and intimidating their staff. Uh, I'm only at April 2021. We've still got a couple of years to go on from here. So, you know, th there's a whole range of things here uh, that are just completely unacceptable. And if, a, if an employer was doing this, I'm going to stop sharing this screen now because it's just it's more of the same. It's all that sort of conduct. Now, if an employer was doing this and they had a quarter of that record and, and had a quarter of those penalties and fines issued to them, do you think they'd be around today? Do you think they'd be allowed to operate? There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, so, 
you know, we're in a bit of a mess here. We're in a real situation where we've got a government that is um, in debt, in enormous debt to, um, you know, criminal organisations, as you can see. You know, they, they, they intimidate, they bully, they break the law time and time and time again, and no court in the country is able to stop them. Um, and they are pulling strings in the government right now, and we should all be very, very concerned about that. Um, now, back to the Federal Ombudsman. Yes, review them. They're going to be reviewed. Um, there's no doubt about that. So anyway, let's leave it at that. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send in some comments. Send in some questions. Join the conversation with me. Um, we'll have some guests soon where we're going to talk about all this sort of stuff and get their views on how they run businesses in the light of all these issues that are happening. Um, so that'll be very interesting. To, so keep your eyes peeled for that. As always, head over to www.workplaceas.com. Download some free employee performance management tools to help you out. Uh, book in a consultation with me directly, an IR or an HR consultation is fine. Uh, get some contracts and policies, outsource your HR. Um, get, over, get over there to that website, www.workplaceas.com to check that out. Until next time, keep your workplace tight and we'll talk again soon.